I hit it hard, man. All right, we are finally back. We have made it after a little bit of a hiatus here. Yes. I mean, life gets busy. Things get in the way. <laughs> There's rainy days that don't call for golf. There are uh, just times in life where you can't do the things that you want to do. But we have made time for it. So we've had a few people asking, what's up with Tips to Yips? Uh, we appreciate you asking. Yes. And uh, it's back. We, we are not giving up. We never intended to give up by any means. Mm-hmm. It was just life gets busy. Life so, gets busy. As you see, obviously, Coop. Cope. You already know. And we got a new knucklehead in town, <laughs> all right? So this is Phil Renfro. Uh, he came out hello. today. Yes, yeah, say hello to the people. Good day, everyone. Show your beautiful <laughs> face. I mean, this guy <laughs> this is guy. made for yes. TV, yes. if that's what you call for it. For sure. So, um, so, you know, today we, we went out and we finally got a round of golfing, mm-hmm. right? We've been wanting to do the on-course stuff. Uh, we've had a couple of those scheduled. Cameraman kind of fell through. Things didn't work out. Weather, this, yeah. We found out we're trying to do a bigger production than what kind of two men can handle. Yes. So, um, thankfully, Phil here is uh, is he's stepping up to the plate. He uh, he had some cool energy with uh, with the from Tips to Yips podcast. Mm-hmm. He liked the idea. Uh, heck of a golfer himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know what we what do we call him? He's a golf aficionado. I mean, this is there anything the guy doesn't do? I, I don't know. I think he can do it all. Like a <laughs> jack of all trades, but he's a master of all trades as well. So yes. like he can do he can do it all. Yes, just a, a lot of time spent though. I, I won't say <laughs> you know some natural, but most of it is just doing the hard work. Yeah, you know whatever you're doing in any craft that you love. Yeah, yeah. For well, sure. it, you do well. So yeah, uh, he is now. Uh, he has he has volunteered to be the the on course filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, video guy. And we had we had the youngster Brady was out there. You know he's directing and that was uh, my counterpart. He was a co producer. You did a great job. I mean, <laughs> Coach Phil over here. I know Coach Phil. Zen style, you know, is what he does. Um, Keep but, the kids in line. Yeah, I don't know if we call you producer or cameraman <laughs> or video guy, but uh, we we all are excited on this journey, whatever it may become. But uh, excited to have you here with us. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. You. Uh, unfortunately, you can't turn your face that way because your uh, microphone doesn't pick it up as good. So you just get to look at us. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. I've, been do- I've been doing that all day anyways. <laughs> right. Actually, right. this is going to work real well because if you just look at that camera while you're not talking, we're going to get a lot more viewers. <laughs> that, that's it's going to be impressive. I, yes. mean, I wish I could say I, you, I've been put on the spot before in this way, but, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> this, the, 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 I'm used to it. Yeah. Used to he it. can yes. handle it. Yes. So so we, we got to play on course for the first time. Yes. It was rainy. It was nasty. We weren't sure we wanted to do it, but we said if we don't do it, we're always going to quit. So you got to make it happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played Jasper here, Jasper Hills, which is right here in my backyard. And uh, Cope, what what happened out there? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. well, first of all, Phil, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, sidebar, but no, no, Jasper Hills was a great course. It's my first time playing it. I didn't play it when it was Sebastian Hills, right? right. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it then, so I uh, got out here, and the course is in great shape for for where it was at. And, you know, not having a course for, not being a golf course for three years, four years? Yeah. 
Yeah, you right know, at four years. Right yeah. at four years, not having golf played at all. So to see where it was to where it is now, it's phenomenal. It's in great shape. Loved it. Um, I, I, you, you got me today. Uh, you did. We played a little match play. We recorded it so y'all see that. Um, what but, was the score? Yeah. Um, so I think he, he got me what four? You got me four. Four I total. Yeah, four, yeah, total. four total. Four total. Four total. We I did. Stop we did front, back, and total. So he got me four, three on the front, and then one on the back. So, uh, but it's a great course. I give it to you. It's in your backyard. So we, you know, we oh, one, yeah. the, one of the fairways went right past your kitchen. So you know, that's, I mean, on the man's second drive, it hit a tree and bounced right back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he, he definitely got the I live here bounces. Yeah. you know, he definitely got those. But no, it's a great course. Uh, I love it. I definitely want to be back. I definitely want to play it again. Uh, and we, you know, we have some more golfing to do. So I'm, I'm going to get you eventually. Yeah, it wasn't super fair because, you know, it's right here in the backyard. But I, I just had to take advantage. Yeah, no, know. I love it. I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any way. It's yeah. a great course. And, you know, we're trying to get – it just opened again last weekend. So yeah. uh, we're trying to get as much pub on that thing. So this is a oh. little shameless plug and pub going on here. Yeah. I think Jasper it's shameless else, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of nostalgia with Jasper for people in the area, you know, been around a while you know, playing at all the golf courses. It was Sebastian Hills. It went away. It was in the rotation of people who golfed in the area. Mm. You knew about it. It's, it had been around for a while. Then when it shuts down, you know, which just happens with businesses all the time, you know, then it opened back up and I had kind of started to hear rumblings of it opening back up. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, ah. the track is really, really nice, you know? And I, if someone can get that back, obviously it would turn into a great gym. And today I got to see it for the first time. So I had a little bit of nostalgia on a few holes, 10 and 18 or two of the best holes I can think of yeah. in the area for yeah. sure. So Jasper is looking for where they're at, understanding, you know, course management and keeping the greens where you need to. I thought there was a lot of green out there for how new the course has been opened. So yeah, I was very happy with that. Absolutely. You know, I remember, uh, gosh, it must've been late September, early October last year. We literally had a tractor out there tilling up the greens. <laughs> wow. And you know, I, this, all of me was just like, Oh my gosh, this, it just breaks your heart because you're sure. like, what was, of course, you know, at that time we did it because or they did it because there was mayor's tail uh, is, you know, hip high mm -hmm. out there, which is just a weed, weed that grows yeah. ridiculously. And uh, and there was no choice because it's like a little woody stem. Yeah. And you could mow it all you want, but those woody stems aren't coming up. So after mowing all of them, they made the decision. They said, you know, we're just going to have to till these. And, uh, man, it was spooky to see a green tore up that way. But, you know, thankfully, they did build the course properly back in 2000 or 99. Yeah. You know, they got two feet of sand underneath the mm -hmm. underneath the greens, which is why the greens have come back so well. I agree. So it's, uh, yeah, the greens have filled out. It, it's playing really well. Uh, you know, it is it is certainly May yes. in Ohio, it which is. means thick, rough, and... Uh, don't try to hit a three well, wood out of that if stuff. You, no. If you didn't know any better and hadn't played too much golf or played in the area, you definitely, you would have thought the course would have been open for more than just, just not, not that people weeks. don't put in time to their right. courses that when they open, they're not pristine. But I think that, you know, like anything else, you know, you're trying to get it to where you think it's applicable to, you know, the golf scene and i think that it getting back from where it was you wouldn't have necessarily recognized that today if you were on you'd be like oh it might have been around for a year or two because mm -hmm. you just saw you know any of the spots were in normal areas of a golf course that typically are not great at growing which you yeah. know happens with most golf courses so i feel like it just kind of came back 
better than it was mm-hmm. and still a lot of room for improvement. But the greens, always the greens, and you're right. I, I've been familiar with those greens. Uh, Green Country Club, or formerly Green Country Club, uh, had similar greens, similar built-up greens that were very firm, a lot of undulation. So it, it definitely has a lot of texture, and I'm glad it's where it's at. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think it's a great course. I think I'm excited to get back here and, and play again. Uh, you know, and and for all you out there, if you get a chance, come out and play it. It's a great track. You'll you'll really enjoy it. Uh, but Phil, man, speaking of your your hat, you got the PGA on. Uh, that's Hyden Park from 2020. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, we just had the PGA just. Not too long ago, last weekend. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? JT pulled it out. He he finally won. He came back. So what are your thoughts on that? And, and who do you like kind of going forward? Well, I guess I'll, I'll have two thoughts on that. One is, I think for the Pereira kid, he just kind of met a moment. He's young. He's a really great golfer. Mm-hmm. That's the first moment that he's been in like that. You know, when you're coming up to that last tee shot. And I guess what I would say is, you know, any sports at a professional level are not easy. And just because you get to that point don't mean that you have to go through some experiences to be able to learn how to handle that moment. And that was his first time around. I'm sure he'll be better for it. So that's just kind of my first thought is like having nothing to do with that PGA. It had more to do with it. He needed to be in that experience. I want you to look in that mic directly. No, no, no. Not the camera, the mic. Oh. And I want you to say his last name one more time. Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. I can't do that. Well, I mean, I, I, am married, I am married to a Puerto Rican, yeah. so I, I, <laughs> I, I, I better have a little bit of Spanish. Right, right, right. You better uh, do You know, a little I bit can. of fluidity in that. So. I was going Mito all weekend. I was like, it's Mito, cat. I mean, he can hit the ball hard. No, he did. Yeah. But yes, but anyways, yeah. Back to that is, I just thought for him, that experience was, was what he needed to yeah. move forward. You just have to meet that and the other piece was just a typical professional playing golf in tough moments justin thomas instead of on that second shot when he's in the rough instead of trying to go for the green he just knew like i'll just i'm just going to get this out of here because i can control where that goes Mm -hmm. i'll get myself to 80 to 100 yards and then we'll see you know what happens from there and that's just yeah just playing from there not not overthinking that moment at all and i think that that was where he you know you just saw the the differences in the the when you're new professionally and when you've been weathered yeah because old mito if you don't mind me um (laughs) you know i mean he could have just hit a three wood out to the fairway i mean he's he's what he's he's got a one stroke lead and you know hats off to him for for doing the interview afterwards i mean that's that's great man how heartbreaking i mean you know and that swing is unlike any swing that he had the entire Mm -hmm. week and it was just a big quitter swim he finished so low just a complete slice swing and and this thing goes in the water and not only that i mean now he's got a chance okay well i could still get into a playoff could you imagine walking off that green after standing on 18's tee one and you've got lead. a one-stroke lead to change your life. Okay? Yes. This ain't the Masters, okay? But this <laughs> it's, is it's still major. a major it's in $2.7 million. Yes. And not only do you not get a chance at a playoff, but you lose completely. You get second put. Hold on. Do you think he watched that playoff? No. I, no. I don't know. I, I would don't. imagine that you would try to if this is like your first time around, like – the only way to learn how to handle it is to totally submerge yourself in that moment. That's why you do the interview. Maybe 10 years down the road when you're a professional and you can Rory McIlroy and maybe be like, hey, I don't want to do an interview. 
I'm saying if you're his PR team, you're like, yeah. you need to be doing this at this point no, that's, stage that's, in your that's career. A good point. You, you, you haven't even shown that you can even be mad because this is your first time in it. You right. know, it'd been different if like you've had years and, you know, typically those those types of swings, which you could tell just typical scared swing. That's just, there's mm. nothing more to it. There's no technical thing to think about. It's just totally, you, you have three different shots at that point that you're looking that you can make. I want to go turn it left. I want to turn it right. I want to hit it up the middle. And sometimes your body will not decide on that for yeah. you. And then you just swing. Right. And that is where I, that, that is what happened there, you know, just in a, in a very fundamental nutshell, you know, yeah. I just don't know what I want to do. Ball goes off. Ball goes off. Yeah. No, I think, I think JT played phenomenal to come back and to stay poised. Like you were saying to, to not try to, to just do what you can control, get the ball in front of you. You know what he's saying on two when he could have tried to go for the green, but laid up. That's mm -hmm. a, that's a clutch decision sure. in a confident player. Yeah. You know, you have to be truly confident with your short irons, your wedges to know that I can lay this up and get there and still, but I hats off to Will. I think Will's out towards, he is going to be a phenomenal player. He already is, he's but in the mix. He, he's he, consistently, consistently. I think that was his fifth, Top 10 in the last, like, seven majors? Wow. That's insane. Not only just, like, the, for the bank account, right? Yeah, but nah, but sure. for your confidence to know that you're constantly in the mix and that you are – he's going to break through one day, and then I, the floodgates going to open. Yeah, and I feel like he's, you know, one of those kind of – I don't even want to say up and coming because he's already been there. I think the idea is that, you know, he's the he's the middle of the spectrum between the Justin Thomas, the Pereira, and <laughs> – and uh, Listen to that. and and him, Zalatoris, <laughs> you're just he's he's all, he's moving more towards that ability to be in those situations, handle those situations, mm -hmm. and he's shown that. So now I'm going to consistently be around. And then, like JT said, is is whether it's in a single round or over the period of time, you're just like I just want to be in the mix enough times. And then, like JT said, this is the other, the day before he's you know he said like I you know I think the field is going to come back to me. Mm, like yeah. I think the field is coming yeah. back. That's not necessarily Nostradamus. That's just you know the course. It's going to yeah, play right. tougher on a Sunday. Like you just know what's going to happen. So that mindset kind of bared out in those last that last hole for yeah. for for you know. You know what a fun playoff to watch though. I mean, it if was. you like golf and you like yes. the, I mean, look, I'm a huge JT fan. I mean, there's mm -hmm. I actually well you know. He lost his sponsorships, but man, he was such a regular dude when yeah. he said what he said that caused him to lose that. Sure. And right. you know, you don't say it to anybody else. You can call yourself whatever. You know, so I found a little bit of sympathy with him on, yeah. on losing all those sponsorships and just, you know, hey, he's a competitor at heart. We mm -hmm. all know that. Uh, but I, I love JT, but at the same time, man, like how do you not respect what Will's done? And yeah. sure. Will kind of has like that Kepka thing where he only shows up in the big in moments. In the big moments. You know? You're I mean, right. he's, it's not like, it, it seems like like at the Memorial, he probably won't even place. You know, he may <laughs> yeah. not make the cut. Yeah. yeah, but I think he likes golf more than a Kepka. Like, Kepka just doesn't look like, like he looks like he's just good at golf. And I mean, of course, I'm sure you talked to him, of course he loves golf. Right. But I think that from, from a bird's eye view, just watching as a spectator in the audience, it looks like Kepka is not having a lot of fun a lot of times. Mm. You know, either I'm being, he either seems maybe too laissez-faire or 
too overly competitive in the moment. Zalatoris is, you know, somewhere on the in-between, which I find where they're different to me. You know, I think Zalatoris looks like he's having a little more fun playing the game of golf, and it's not so much, you know, like for Kepka, it's not so much a work now, workout. I know he's into right. fitness and all those things. Not everything has to be, a, yeah. you know, a workout. And, you know, some things can be a little lighter. And I think maybe that would actually help Kepka's game, as if his game needs help. But I think more so <laughs> in, being in being in the mix more often in, in situations right. where he should have been. And based on his skill level. Right. I think that's where he falters is sometimes, you know, the golf gods don't look kindly on you when you just walk up and have the posture to expect yeah. things to happen for you, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And I think, go back to JT, um, Koo, what do you think about, how, how big do you think having bones on the bag was in that mm. moment? You know, having a season, even though his old caddy was seasoned, but having bones on there, and in those moments, do you think that kind of helped him stay calm and like be able to be in the moment more? I, I would. I'm sure he would say it does matter. Um, I mean, a good coach is a good coach, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and, and more just a, a good mental stabilizer. Now, they, I did see that he was on the range on Sunday, and so he did credit Bones to this. He said, uh, "You know, Bones told me just quit being so hard on yourself." You know, you're right there in contention. Quit being so hard on yourself. Just go out and play golf. So I, I suppose, you, I guess you have to say that that Bones was certainly, you know, a part of that and was instrumental in the victory. I just think that there's probably 60 other humans within that state alone that would have been able to do the same thing for, yeah, sure. for JT. I mean, at the end of the day, the player is the player, the coach is the coach, uh, or caddy is the caddy, if yeah. you would. I don't know. I mean, but but how cool for Bones that, you know, I've seen something that's a big F you to Phil Mickelson. Now, I don't know exactly the, the fallout that they had. So I was about to comment on that because I, I listened to the book that the, the guy wrote, the un- uh, unauthorized biography. Okay. Um, and they was talking, I'm not going to sh- spill the beans, you know, because if you want to listen to it, Spoiler listen to alert. it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But it, it was, it was honestly, if when you hear about their fallout and you hear about things, and I will say there was, was one thing that Phil, the caddy's trophy is the, is the flags, the 18th green flags, yeah. right? So yeah. they were saying that Phil kept a lot of those from his wins. Uh, and so that kind of ate at it. That's what that was. So then, and then yeah. now they're like, Phil won it last year, and then oh. Bones gets his... Bones gets the flag. Bones gets the flag from Jay. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, they're trying to play that up because that was in that book. So I think a lot of it just comes down to in that realm of the world, you know, it's the world is so small. Yeah. Like if you're just thinking about the golf world professionally, you know, some people like, I've never heard it. If, if, if you're a, a younger golfer, you know, you're going to be thinking, oh, JT, who is Bones? Right, pop? right. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah. And they're not going to give him enough pub for me to really even ever know on, you know, like on ESPN, you probably saw more about JT winning than you saw the comments of right, Bones, right. you know. So I, I think that the biggest thing is someone that you can listen to that can give you advice that you wouldn't just take from anyone. Like being a coach. That's I'm a coach, numerous sports, and I'm saying you're trying to get people in a place where they'll accept mm-hmm. the genuine authentic and most likely the right advice for you in the mental aspect right like hey right now bones was like oh i think i should tell him you're already going hard enough Mm -hmm. dialing it back is like where the sweet spot is for you on any given day and that's where they say like is it bones is it not bones i'm just saying sports is too much on an everyday thing you wake up the day is different the way you might think is Mm -hmm. a little different talk different and if you can just find somebody to be around you to help you you know, think 
more clearly and concise, you're going to find ways to be like, oh, it's more about trying to stay in a space and be moving on this direction instead of like, right. oh, I don't know, you know, up yeah. and down. So especially, he found someone who could do that for him, especially I think, in, in the mental game. In, in, in the moment, right? It's one thing to do it at practice and on the range, but in that moment to have somebody that you can trust that can kind of reel you in and kind of make you think clearly is huge. And that's, you know, obviously your coach, so that, that goes to that. But when you have that person that can do that, in the moment, mm-hmm. says a lot about everything. Trust, yes. and you know there there are obviously top caddies, mm-hmm. right? Like they just circle around as yep. a, it is a small circle, oh, and yeah, so yeah, once much. your name gets in, but you know you look at Stevie Williams, right? Right, and he took Adam Scott, who really hadn't done a whole lot. I mean, he was mm-hmm. a top player mm-hmm. and good. But, you know, it wasn't too long after Stevie left Tiger or Tiger left Stevie or whatever. That was, a, you know, a mess. Yeah. But here comes Adam Scott with a with a green jacket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it does. It does add to it, especially when you're talking, when you're talking about the top tier caddies and like what they bring, um, because just staying poised in those moments is, is big. But. I think your tone of voice and all those things matter when you would hear him talking around. Sometimes when you hear lesser caddies and professional golfers talking the in the flexions and the tones are different and mm-hmm. those mess with you mentally in the and 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 all of your systems in your body when you're trying to be as still as possible like you need to be for a golf swing you're trying to find somebody to find a way to talk to you in a way that keeps you in a very even place so right. that you can make an aggressive move at something you know yep. so yeah. you know i think it was a great tournament obviously uh Ultimate drama at the end, you know, guy mm-hmm. blowing a lead on the 18th. You get a three-hole playoff, which was phenomenal. I mean, all of that was just it was just good golf all the way around. I think the most excited I was the entire week is when I checked in for the first time on Thursday and John Daly. <laughs> John Daly is at the top of the leaderboard. He's two under par, and I'm like, oh, he smokes. And then we get the update that John Daly had – 21 cigarettes. I mean, he hit more more heaters than he did range balls, that's for (laughs) sure. 12 Diet Cokes, right? Six pack of peanuts. Six pack of peanuts. You know, I was disappointed. Nobody counted his steps. You know? (laughs) But actually, I guess he did ride a cart, so there wasn't a whole lot of steps. (laughs) And I I think that's part of it. I think that just shows you the difference. It's not necessarily always about the skill. There's like maybe... You know, the fitness part of it, the physical part of it, and the mental part. He's always going to have the the physical down where he knows the golf swing enough to make it happen. It's just evident that you need to be able to walk around for four days yep. and log miles. And I'm and that's why most golfers can hang for a day. Why do they let why do they let him ride a cart? PGA passed that that he's allowed to ride it. I mean, I I know we had the uh, old fellow and pardon me that had the the handicap issue. I think from that that led them to make exceptions, but maybe a little bit of that is from advertising. Maybe you need the names. Uh-huh. So if you want the John Daly name, and he led for, like yes. we're talking about him now. So if yeah. the cost was a cart for him because he's or how likely is it that old JD has early onset COPD? Can't walk. Is that what he's claiming? I. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but the official, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, sure, it could be a twenty-one ciggies and eighteen holes, man. It ain't, ain't hard math to figure well, out. That's that's not, one point one three cigarettes per <laughs> hole. That's yeah. impressive. That, yeah, that's, that's impressive. That's, yeah. It is impressive, but that would also take you down. That's kind of one of these things where you get to here, and then the end is there. Yeah. Not like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it, he knows how to top out. I'll say that. Well, hats off to JD. They had yes. him at the casino directly after Afterwards. Thursday. Sure. I think he bought people's rounds. 
Yeah, I think he said he, with with whatever he's his. Did he make the cut? You're always gonna. Get, I I don't think so, but I, I mean I can't say for sure. But I there's don't no way we didn't hear no, about no, him on no, the no, weekend. No no, 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 he did not. I don't, I don't believe him. What a just what is but a modern day Zeus of golf. I mean, this guy is just he's he's just an absolute redneck. He is our intro music. I mean, this guy wrote a country album. I oh mean, he gosh. did. What what a I guy? Know nothing about that. He did the country album. I mean, I know he did an he album, but I know hard, nothing man. about. He hit it hard, man. I know I I've heard you. snippets, but uh, you know, you're not going to catch me <laughs> listening to John Daly. You don't strike me as a JD kind of guy. He's more of a JT kind of guy. Yeah. So. Well, I, oh, I loved, I love the demeanor of Daly. That's how you play. That's how you should live life. Is yeah. the way that he kind of does it, except maybe the the uh, cigarettes and all the beer. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like his we'll attitude pass, towards we'll pass golf. judgment another time. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with his style. You said the redneck. He got his shoes. He has his own shoes on squares. The John Daly redneck shoes. Right. Okay. Redneck well, that, shoes. That's, that's right up your alley. That's what you I get said. It. You yeah. know, it, Sean will have right those. Yeah. <laughs> My Real backyard's quick. been called the Redneck Riviera. I so, mean, you know, we, we got a little in common. He's got yeah. the loudmouth golf stuff. I mean, that's become extremely popular that in the is, last yeah. eight to ten years, although yeah. it's obnoxiously loud, and yeah. it just never right. looks good on anybody who's not completely in shape and well-tanned. I just right. like the golf is taking to it a little bit just because if you want to make money, you want to sell things, revenue, right. push the game, you have to hit different audiences. Hold on a second. Does, We're yeah. looking at this. These redneck shoes. Yes. Cope, they're $249.97. USA uh, flag on the bottom. So. Red, white, for the and price. blue. For the price, yeah. Uh, you won't find me. I mean, I like some shoes. Don't yeah, those wrong, are square. But. So, yeah. Uh. We'll see. Yeah, no. and they're white, so they get dirty. Well, look at that! He's look got the mullet that. going. Unbelievable! Oh, okay. true. This is bad true. radio. We got to have imaging on the video. I mean, we're just not set up to talk about this kind of stuff. But true. John all right, Daly. let's segue in. So, uh, sitting here in Dayton, Ohio, we're not too far down the road from Jack's place up in mm -hmm. Dublin, Ohio, aka Columbus. And so that is coming up uh, not this week, but next week, depending on when you guys hear this. Uh, so we've got Jack's Place Memorial Tournament, which a lot of people kind of think is right behind Sawgrass as the next big tournament, right? I would say right behind the players. Club. I would say yes. Generally speaking, in the golf world, it's either six or five. Yeah, in that you know, in that realm, I, mm -hmm. you know, that's always been kind of a thing with Jack. He's never. You know, he's always been uh, somewhat turned off by the idea that they won't, as much as he's pushed to have a major, that the memorial uh, has a major, mm -hmm. he's pushed for that. So you can kind of tell sometimes, I mean, he's about golf and PGA and all that, but I, 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 if you know enough about the golf world, you know that there's always been those rumblings that he was never, you know, took too kindly to the fact that they just basically said, no, like we're not going to really entertain the idea of you having that as a major, even though he has the players pushed it for a long time. There's a good solid five, 10 year period where the players really pushed for that a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and they love the memorial, but for whatever reason, but I agree that it is up there. It is very much up there. I've been walked it. We're about to go. We're going to be there on a couple, potentially the same days here for the memorial coming up. And I just think that it definitely has a layout. I do think though that the master's, plays a piece in this where it is the only golf course that returns or major that returns to the same, same golf place, course right. and it owns that title. And so if you know enough about 
the really deep realms of golf, they don't want another golf course to also be next to that. It's almost like it would maybe move right up next to the Masters over the others because of the idea that it's at the same course, the familiarity, mm. the family feel aspect to it. It's Jack Nicholas's course. Do they do that for golf? I don't know. It could be an idea, you know, as far as like, you know, pushing yeah. that as like another, you know, way to push golf. I think maybe just, you know, uh, a boom, you might say, by adding him in there, then he will promote it. But I like it the way that it is. I like that it's not a major. I don't know that, you know, in the end, you can't make everything a major. The, the fewer you have, the more exclusivity you have. And I think that that's where the value is in majors. For yeah. sure. No, I definitely, I definitely agree. And I've never, I've never been, I would love to go. Uh, I just want to see it and walk the grounds and see that. But, um, so I'm looking at the past winners. We have, uh, and we're going to get your take on like who, you know, you guys take on who sure. you think is, is going to, you know, take off on it. Um, but so Patrick Canley won two of the last three years. John Rahm won in 2020. And then Bryson won in 18. And Jason Duffner won in 17. Um, but obviously, Scotty Scheffner's on a roll. Um, you have a lot of people on a roll. I, I love uh, Victor Hovland. I think he is. I'm I, that's, that's, I, I, like think he, I think he has a solid game for, for that course. And mm -hmm. I think if he's in the right frame of mind, I think he can, you know, push for it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my, like, kind of sleeper pick, if you will. But I don't know if he, you know. Yeah. You can call him a sleeper, yeah. but that would be my, my pick. You know, I, I think you either have to be really good at entering the greens at the Memorial or you have to be long. You yeah. have to have one of those two things mm -hmm. to be able to okay. score there. So Cantlay maybe not being crazy long, but his, you know, coming inside 150 yards, you know, he's pretty yeah. dialed in. And when the moments are tight, that boy can play. Yeah, he can sure. be clutch. But, yeah, so I, I, I definitely think that, you know, those those past winners have different arrays of games that have, you know, garnered them the ability to, like, hit on that course. Who won it last year? Marikoa? Is that right? No, uh, Who was it? Cantley. Can't, Cantley. Yeah, was Pat. That was what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick. Cantley yeah. You know, it just seems like a tournament that Cantley would win. You know? It does. I mean, he's consistent, man. Just it it consistent. doesn't seem like we ever get like, and, and I don't mind Cantley. God bless him. But he doesn't have like the show. Like he doesn't have the name, the brand. And I think and, a player like that usually sometimes wins it at the Memorial if you're not necessarily Tigers. You know, uh, players who are just a little more laid back, I yep. think, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Someone say John Rom's not necessarily laid back. I'd be like, well, I think he is in reference to, you know, the the the, the typical style of player in the field. We'll, we'll yeah. see if we'll, uh, Ricky Fowler can make a comeback here. So I'm going to go on Wednesday uh, to catch the the, the, the pro-am, okay. you know. Yeah. Peyton usually plays it. I'm mm -hmm. hoping my guy Eric Church True. plays it. He's playing a little show uh, the next night um, that we're going to attend, so that'll be good. That'd be nice. Uh, but it, it'll be fun to see that uh, thick Ohio rough get showcased on, uh, on the national screen. So, uh, well, I tell you what, we're going to move to the next topic, and based off of uh, that Jack's place, what happens every time after that is the U.S. Open qualifier. So we go from Jack's place right down the road. We got Kinsale, we got Wedgwood, or my favorite, second, second favorite course yeah, here yeah. in town. Maybe first favorite. I guess we shouldn't play favorites. Uh, Springfield <laughs> Country Club. It's yeah. on the list. It's, oh, it's, it's on, on the, the short list. list. Top it's on five, honey. Yeah, yeah. Top five. Okay, it's don't on be the short list. It's, it's on, on the, the Dayton area short list for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, it is a good one. And uh, it's Don Ross course built in 1893. Pete Dye is a former champion there. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a tough golf course. You guys have both it played is. it. Yes. Uh, the greens make you think. 
you got to think about the approach shots. Yes. And uh, and it's always fun to see what, you know, the Tony Finau's can do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, you get so much talent coming through there. Um, this year, we're, we're proud to have a local uh, neighbor next door, you know, a Jasper Hills native, Sebastian <laughs> Hillbilly aficionado <laughs> once again. Uh, Mason Witt qualified mm-hmm. out of Makatiwa. Shout out to Mason. Yeah, very cool. So he's one good round of golf, I guess, too. Because one good yeah. day of yeah. golf. Yeah. One good day of golf. They play 36 holes. In one day. In yep. one day. In the same day. Back to back. That's earning that spot, though. I feel like that's a good judge as to where you're at, you know, maybe to the field of the U.S. Open if you're playing that good for that those three rounds of golf that you need. That, that is, uh, that's going to be, it's going to be, Unbelievable if he pulls it off, and uh, hopefully does. I believe you got to be the top nine out of a field of like eighty. Yeah, um, I understand about sixty six or so is about the highest you can go without qualify or with qualifying. Uh, it is general that changes yeah. year to year, but right. those greens are outrageous. Uh, Cope, you've played those greens. Yeah. More than once. Uh, lead us through your, your yeah. way on those greens. Listen, um, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Springfield. I love the course, uh, but I hate the greens. Um, I just – I can never figure them out. I played them a handful of times, you know, with you, um, and I can never figure them out. I, I – if, no matter when, it's, if it's early in the season and a little slower, or if it's like June and July, August when they're really yeah. firm, and then now that changes the whole golf. That changes your whole approach. Yep. That changes everything because if the ball spinny, it's going to spin off. And Donald Ross has a lot of false fronts. You know what I mean? And oh, so yeah. you're no, going to you miss the wrong part of the green. It's going to come back to you. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to go to the qualifier because I, I want to see. Good. I want to walk around. You know, obviously Sport Mason. We played with him. He's a solid golfer and. What I love about his game, just he just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. From what I seen, we play one round yeah. with him, but I, you obviously play more with, with him than I did. But I just love he just doesn't make mistakes and just kind of makes the the putts that he needs to make. So I'm rooting for him. So I, but yeah, that course is uh, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, it, it's not easy to just be in the position that he's in. First of all, second right. of all is. You know, are you playing good enough golf at the time? You know, every player goes up and down a little bit, but are you playing good enough golf at the time that you can, you know, uh, make that little bit of a run? And for me, usually at Springfield, you need to be able to be, it truly is a place where you can kind of not have to be too long off the tee, but your approaches into the green have to be very calculated. Mm -hmm. And the straightest putts, are when you can be below the hole, yeah. but the least amount of area on their greens right. have it uphill to the hole. So <laughs> even if you're missing right or it's almost better to be missing long, in my mm-hmm. opinion, to be coming back straight down sure. than it is, and going straight up than it is to be left or right. Yeah. You know, so sometimes that that at a place like that, really good golfers might be, you know, thinking they are thinking I'm going for the middle of the green, but if I'm long. Not a huge deal because mm. usually it is uphill. They're mostly in uphill. So if you get it just a bit longer, it might not quite roll off the back. And it's good to have a straighter puck coming out. So very strategic going into Springfield in terms of coming into those greens. You get in the fairway, you're probably going to have a pretty decent day. Yeah. 
Yeah, very true. And it's all about your approach shots there. Yeah. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. can you do from 115 yards? Because it's not a long course. No. You know? Uh, gosh, what does it play? I should know that. I'm just not a detailed guy. It's 6,800. Yeah, it's like just under 69. And they've it's got like 68 a, something. They've got a new tee on, uh, oh. on on 11. I did not know this. 11 is now behind 10's green. What? It is. Pulling some southern hills. Tine, yes. And, and <laughs> that uh, Tiger Woods and that tee almost got hit in the head. is no bigger than this pool table. I mean, it is tiny and <laughs> tough. But they did it for length, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we played that, and it kind of set you off right. But, um, you know, it it is all about ball control and where you're going to put yourself. But you're absolutely right. Pin high is dead there. You know, above the hole is dead. The the old saying is obviously stay below the hole. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you try to stay below it, and you get just close to pin high, and forget about it. I mean, that's that's another – you get out of position, and you're fighting to make par on that course. And we've seen it time and time again. So – um, it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what what Mason's able to do, but not to put a ton of pressure on him. But you know, he is a local boy, so we're, we're rooting for him. You were in that spot, uh, Mister Phil Renfro. Only, I mean, only only once, but it was a I, I had a it was it was a very early on in my golf realm. But it it was one of those things where the pressure of that is more about. That's here's what I was going to ask is. Did you lose sleep the night before? What was it like the night before you're walking into a chance to head to the big leagues? Although probably a far fetch for, for, you know, 90% of that field, it's pretty far fetched. But what's the night of sleep like heading up to it? I mean, I think one is, is you truly are trying to be rested just like anything else when you're at that level or playing at that level, which is not for the faint of heart. You're trying to get a good, the typical things, get a good night's rest, eat something good. But I think honestly, you're trying to be as relaxed as possible. Typically in those moments for most athletes, you're in a place where you're already pretty jazzed up. Like, you know, you're, you're the blood's flowing, the adrenaline's flowing Mm -hmm. again, back to our kind of point about JT and bones. You're just trying to find a way to be in an even spot when you're playing. And of course I still played really, I didn't make it, but I still shot, I think I shot 74 or 75, which was, you know, I was very proud of, but at the same time, you know, you see how kind of close it is. And I think that's, what's so cool about it, especially yeah. the U S open. And this whole idea is that I'm three or four strokes away of just moving on to the next place. And if you have two good rounds, Holy smokes. Holy right. moly. You're where you're trying to potentially yeah. go, you know, in, in, in a sense from a from that hometown local feel, you know, of like yeah. how can you get to a big time stage without going through Q school yeah. and doing the whole thing. This is the, the yeah. going through the US Open is the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. playing I, your ass off for a few rounds. Yeah. Right. And I think I think that's what makes golf so great is because you especially the US Open with all the qualifiers, you get those hopefuls, right? You get people that's like, I'm I'm a couple shots away from really not even necessarily make not change my life, but it's gonna change my perspective on golf, right? It's gonna give me a new experience. And I think that's that's the beauty about golf and, and it truly is any any given day. Somebody could just really have a great day and go low. If if you're that caliber of golfer where you're making those, you can have a day and shoot two, three under yeah, and sure. have you know what I mean? And not not saying six under, but like have a day where you can shoot two or three under and have have a feel-good moment going into that. So I think that's what brings golf in. And I think it's still a range you should be practicing. No matter how good your game is also, some people think, well, once I start getting good, I'm good. No. 
you get good, it's like any other sport. Like yeah. you need to be practicing. Like mm-hmm. when I was practicing, I'm gonna be playing extremely hell. If I'm not practicing, probably not gonna be. Sh- that's how good the game is and hard it is at that 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 plateau. Right. That scratch plateau is how much are you willing to practice and get out there? It typically, does directly relate to whether or not you play well or not. Yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, Shark, the thirty for thirty, Ooh. and which is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was cool. The uh, he had a, he had a line in there. He said, "Even for the best of the best, this game is hard." Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it is. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's literally your one mental thought or one fine muscle away yeah. from a very poor shot, right? Yeah. Or a shot that just doesn't end up in the right place and right. ends up with a very poor result for the whole. I mean, it is incredible. It's 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 chest of it's chest of the mind yeah. consistently, and then mind and body have to unite. And for these guys to do this stuff, I mean, that just makes what Tiger's done for years and years just, just outrageous. But you see these guys put together the Jordan Spieth right. runs for three, four years. Kepka does his thing, and it's like, man, none of them could do it for forever mm-hmm. or that that consistently uh, because it just it just takes a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, the, the cool thing about uh, the U.S. Open qualifier and, and trying to get to the U.S. Open is Dayton's pretty well represented already. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, old Austin Greaser, who's born in Vandalia. Uh, understand he grew up playing at NCR. Okay. Went to UNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up getting second in the U.S. Amateur. That was amazing. Pretty cool. It's that cool was, to watch. That, that was at Bandon Dunes, right? That, that was at Bandon Dunes, that was wasn't Bandon it? Dunes. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. That watching that whole, I watched that whole thing and just watching him come down the, the stretch and the putts he made just the whole, the yeah. whole weekend yeah. and the whole week. It, I was not only I was a rooting for him because he's like a local kid, but just to see that level of golf consistently. And he wasn't. I think he might have been because they rank you right. That you you play based off of position. Yeah. yeah. And I think he was maybe twelve or he was like in the middle. wasn't really too high, but wasn't low. And to knock off the guys he knocked off, hats off to him. So I'm excited yeah. to see him in there. He's playing really well. He's yeah. a uh, fellow Springfield Country Club member. Okay. So uh, Austin, if you're listening, look, bud, we're we're coming for you. Okay. Just point <laughs> blank, we're coming for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna boost your Instagram likes. I yeah. mean, we're gonna yeah, take yeah, them yeah. through the roof. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We, we can model citizens around right. here. I mean, right. could we not? Uh, no, but he's uh, he's taking his UNC team. I mean, he kicked the tail out of the t- out of the field this past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're heading to the championships, Champ, yep. so UNC is really coming on strong. He got tied. He was tied for low am at the Masters. Got to play yeah. the Masters because of that that runner up spot, and now he's headed off to the U.S. Open, which you know, as we've seen, Will Zalatoris comes out from absolutely nowhere, nowhere. makes a name for himself, shows some consistency, and. Uh, rumor has it Greaser has fired a 59 at Springfield. So that's rumor has it. I understand maybe it was on a Monday and and it wasn't recorded properly or or wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't keep a scorecard maybe. I don't know. All I know is the rumblings within the building is this fella shot a 59, and that is absolutely nuts on Springfield regardless. I think if anything, it just tells you why he shot what he shot at Bandon was, you know – Believe it or not, the Dayton area has some really, really tough courses in reference to courses across the country. And when you're playing in this area, whether it's the Springfields, whether it's the NCRs, the Moraines, the Dayton Country Clubs, Miami Valley, whatever it is, 
you know, you're you got the practice is good on those places. So I'm not I'm not overly surprised when you're playing a lot of different places around here that offer a lot of different looks. So you're going to be prepared when you pretty much go anywhere else. Yeah. So and that thick Ohio rough. I mean, it's just oh, it's it's, it's I, yeah. crazy. Where Shout else? Out I mean, Country Club <laughs> having the longest rough currently right now as of last Friday. <laughs> uh, I have a buddy that comes up from Oklahoma, and Oklahoma they got Bermuda grass. Yeah. And so he comes up and he's like, I these roughs. And he he's a solid player, but he's like these roughs coming from there is it's crazy, especially de- depending on what time of year. If it's morning and they're wet, you know what I mean. So oh. it's, it's kind of thick, but yeah, no shout out to him. But shooting a fifty nine at any course yeah. at, from any tee, you know what I mean? Like like even from the ladies shooting that to to consistently have the confidence and to make those shots. I mean, have no you ever what? shot a fifty nine in putt putt? I don't think I have. I haven't I even shot a 59 in WGT, like the golf game. Like, <laughs> so I can't even say that I have a super low score. I mean, I've definitely shot under par, you know, quite yeah. a few times, and I would say 67 is the lowest I ever shot. I can't even imagine, imagine. what type of miracles you would have to work yeah. to yeah. get to a, right. even get to a 60. My, yes. But Furek, the other, what is it, two weeks ago? No. Three weeks ago? I thought that was an old post or something. Right, right. I'm just, no, I'm saying they brought it back up, they and it tells okay. you when you watch, if you go back and watch Furek when he shot that, I mean. Incredible. It's in, it, it was just, it seemed more, everything was staged, because it was just dry fairway. Green right in the middle, right, right next to the hole. Fairway, green right in the <laughs> right, middle. You're right. like, what? Yeah, it's almost like on? boring golf. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, almost. And boring. I don't want to say it was an easy court that, that, where, where Fury played. I don't remember, but I cannot imagine that it was an easy course. Yeah. Even though I know they do play reasonably, you know, not so difficult courses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not enough really difficult courses in general. Right. You know, so I think that, that the idea of him even getting close to that, even if it's one or two strokes off, is still, if you said 61, I'd be, that's crazy too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's phenomenal. Well, let's be keeping on the, the U.S. Open. We need to talk about Phil. Phil needs it to to cr- complete the career Grand Slam. Philly Mick. Philly Mick. That's he he needs Are it. Are we allowed to say that around here? It seems like you got almost. I know you got to whisper like you can't talk about it. See, because he it almost feels like that. Tiger Woods in 2011. Like yeah, like he's like what's, what's going on? So obviously he's he's obviously he's been off the grid, right? Obviously he's been for. Personal reason, whatever. But do you think he comes back to try to get that elusive title, to try to get the career grand slam? Do you think he – because he didn't obviously defend for the PGA. So do you think he comes back for that? I believe that similar to Tiger Woods in a sense where no matter how hurt he might have been any one given time or drama-filled in his life, once you get to a certain place or Tom Brady with wanting to come back, man, you're so addicted to winning. That is almost bringing it back in and of itself, let alone if you have a motivator as if you are not considered in a in, in those conversations of the greatest golfers ever. And I think that Phil Mickelson not having a U.S. Open to hit to golf, the golf world thinks that's a piece he needs. And I think he knows he needs that. So I think that's why, you know, he – you know, he's going to play, I do feel, you know, and the reference to Tiger Woods is the idea, again, of no matter kind of what's going on, that is always going to be a thing in his mind. I cannot imagine that he is still not thinking that there is some possible way that I could get yeah. a U.S. Open, and mm-hmm. you're going to try to get that no matter what, Right. you know, to for the Grand Slam career. I mean, that's... 
It'd be huge. What a, a story. Status. Could you imagine if he won it this year? I mean, that would just be, uh, I mean, he, which he won't. Social media right. will blast him, though. They'll still hate on him, you <laughs> yeah. know, just because even if he did win. But he deserved that because I feel, I feel honestly, in, in on that side of it, the, the, the news and media side of it, I feel that he has taken, you know, some heat, and rightfully so because it's, it's almost like instead of just trying to promote something else he was doing, he was trying to tarnish something else and talk bad about something yeah. else. And I think typically with the average human being, I just don't like that. Like you don't need to talk bad about something. You don't need to try to tear something down to build something else up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he just missed. And I think that's honestly why he's been quiet is it's hard to come back and say that you're a, you're a role model. Right. You, you know, it's hard to be an example of something that you were basically, you know, kind of portraying as your person. And then eventually, you, you know, people don't believe that about you anymore. So that gets to you, I think, where people are like, you think that I'm, you know, about something negative and, you know, trying to tear something down. And then, of course, it's Saudi Arabia. So, of course, there's the, the whole social thing with that and where they stand in the world, you know, uh, uh, public reputation. Mm-hmm. And so it's not easy for Phil to maneuver that right now. You're going to have people saying, oh, we see you supporting. Well, they're take, they're they're looking for dirty money. I mean, they're not looking for dirty money, but they're playing with dirty money, yeah, sure. with yeah. blood money. Sure. Yeah. They know it. And look, if he would have never brought that up, this whole thing would have been smoothed over, but he had to bring up the, well, yeah, they killed a journalist. It right. might be blood money, yeah. but, you know, who really cares? We all make mistakes. Yeah. That's- Whoa. And so, and that really, like, nobody really knew any of that. Like, they didn't know who was behind this league mm. to the fine details, yeah. and they brought it out. The average person like, didn't, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, Phil shot himself in his own foot, and, and you know, not only with that, but, I mean, career-wise, I mean, you talk about having a tarnished reputation. I mean, yeah. I don't know if the guy will ever get back to – I mean, but he was he was so beloved, Yeah, you know? And, and I bet if he stepped foot onto the golf course and, and played the U.S. Open – uh, they're going to cheer him. They're they're going to. They're, they're, you're, now you're going to get some. There's going to be some yeah. stuff that yeah. the camera's going to catch. Where there's mean. words, but the the unfortunately the overall majority they're going to the hoot and holler. But gosh, we did it with Tiger. Now Tiger just had kind of some marital issues, which God love him. I hope I never have them. Yeah. Uh, but they happen a ton, right? Yeah. Sure. Not everybody cuts somebody in half with a uh, with a bone saw uh, and then starts a, a league to to drive up money that's uh that's yeah. the saudi thing was a little bit different for him to kind of poo poo and shoo it away like it was no big deal that was that was obviously costly to him i think the thing is is when you're trying to reach more golfers and people at golf you're you're you have to have some sort of ability to kind of relate to people across the board and mm. i'm saying it just shows it kind of portrays something for him that i'm sure he doesn't really want which is I look like I have no sort of feel for the average right. person and what we know to be true about news and the things going on in the world. And I think that's where he's going to lose a lot of average people is because they're, yeah. you know, hey, man, you're really showing that you're kind of exclu- you're of the upper echelon 1%. You don't know what's going on right. with the average person. And I think that doesn't hit home well, no. you know, with, you know, with, with the majority of people. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, it's hard because I think it's it's how he comes back, right? It's it's his apology, right? Sure. If 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 he's open and honest, is like, hey, this is what I was trying to do. I missed the mark on it. Sure, I apologize. I'm sorry. Like if he open and honest about that and being vulnerable, I think well, people will welcome him back because he is because like he's the fan favorite and all that. And yeah. but that and I'm telling, I keep I listen to that book that the guy wrote. Um, 
I forget his name, but he wrote it. But it talks about the two sides of Phil. <laughs> I forget his name, he but did he wrote it. it. But can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do what you're asking? I guess is the question people and, have. And, can he, that's, can that's, he apologize? Can he actually that's be? Where, that's where the guy was trying to um, to talk about in the book is the two sides of Phil. It was like you have the side that's in front of the TV, and then you have the side that's really behind the scenes. So he he depicts that in a way. Um, so I don't know if Phil will, will do that. I hope he does because I I, everybody loves a comeback story. And like golf is, is a game. He he's maybe messing up being a TV announcer. You know, the anchor for you know the the next Johnny Miller or nah, whoever. He could have been that. He could have been, been that. that. Or the you know the the. Champions Tour. He kind of probably messed that up, but the money that they were throwing around is—it's it going to pay his gambling debts. Yeah. That's I, for sure. I, I don't. I don't think that's the biggest that's thing. True. I think again, the money is 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 unfortunately not the matter. I think it's when you have free. There was the the LIV has no sort of. You don't really know about their purpose or what their mission is or what they're trying to do. Like the average right. person does not know that it is not common knowledge, that's right? True. So for him, he basically if we're over here was kind of the messenger and i think they probably are not very if i was them the liv yeah maybe yeah. they're not happy with oh, the fact that man you just ruined so they many did. watchers yeah, for yes. us yes it, it, it in a business sense he hurt them which is why oh. they probably told him you need to be quiet he yeah. might get the bone saw next it's, i don't know <laughs> i don't know alan, i don't want to say it but alan shipnuck the guy Alan Shipnuck. Sorry. Alan Shipnuck. Yep. Credit. Hats sorry. off. That's there you I go. wouldn't say but his name, but I think that's where Phil's missing the hardest is that specific. Yeah. I think he's yeah. already that ship has already set sail. I don't mm -hmm. think he's coming back with the apology you think that you can drive up for him because since all this happened, he's kind of doubled down and he's mm -hmm. looking to go to the LIV. Yeah. And you know they just had that report come out that it's forty million he's lost. And I've read reports that say that Phil is not in great financial status i mean he He's, is he, he is, sold his uh his jet or his uh well plane. he has no reason to go anywhere right now what well, i mean that's <laughs> and, and gas is expensive yeah, that's Jeez. true that's true i i can't that's even true. go on a summer vacation number one expense unbelievable in the household I'm yeah sure, right live now. golf crime live golf invitational kicks off june 9th through the 11th okay so the week before the u.s open yeah and and the pga has already said that you know you they're not giving guys exemptions to go over there or like giving you a pass so yeah you know and sergio had that that spill with the uh the rules official a couple weeks yeah, ago i can't wait to get out of here yeah so see you surge it'll be interesting to see when that actually kicks off who's actually there and if they have enough or if it's just like white smoke Unknown to just, i get everybody i don't know it gets me that they don't that the, the PR teams, or if they're not, just not listening, maybe these high-end athletes and celebrities are not, you know, they're not more calculated on understanding that the other side of that, the LIV, they don't really care about you. They don't care that Sergio said that to the PGA. That's true. Basically, I, they want followers. You know yeah. what I mean? They want followers and they want people to follow them and they want to piggyback off the PGA as best they can, which is why I'm saying otherwise Phil would still be talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they've said, "Hey, Shut you're up. you're cutting in on our revenue. Yeah, like you're you're you're. We may have to dock your paycheck I, based on that. Thinking, yeah. yeah, right. And so, if that's the case, and also what you've done is totally discredit the league even oh, more. Brutal. So it has oh, to yeah. like fight. Even if it does, maybe it will. I have no idea what'll happen, but I'm sure it's going to be a tough climb for them based on. You know, it's like they still have to live with Phil though because he's their biggest name that they got. So they have to lay in bed with him. You yeah. know, but. 
You got a silent button for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing them ESPN updates. So they they have three in the states. They have the Live Golf Tour. They have July 29th. They have one in New Jersey. Okay. Um, where at? Does it say where? Trump at? National. Okay, makes sense. Um, the September second, <laughs> they have one at, in Boston at the International, and then at the September twenty, September sixteenth, they have one at Rich Harvest Farms in Chicago. So that's that's stepping directly on the PGA's toes. Like you know what I mean? Like we're we're a rival league, but it's if it's across the pond, then it's one thing. But we're we're coming to right to your back door. Well. And the, the unfortunate thing is is that they are dirty money. That's true. Because you know, competition is great. You know, when you got a monopoly, you know, it's not it's not a great product. It's not a great way to grow a game. Mm-hmm. So I do not mind the adverse, you know, idea of coming up with a different tour and doing things differently and maybe having two man games and maybe more Ryder Cup style, which kind of drive T V ratings. You see the match that, you know, Tom Brady and yada yada all mm-hmm. that I mean it, there is a different way to play golf than the standard, right? And I think for you and I as consumers, on a week-in, week-out basis, I think that's more entertaining to watch than, I mean, are you guys really going to tune into whatever tournament they're playing this week? Maybe, maybe if you're bored, but unless you're betting on it or it's really good on Sunday, I mean, there's 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 probably 45 weeks of golf, maybe 42 weeks of golf, that people really, really are just not tuned into. No, golf one will always not be very great from the TV just because unless you can start to get some sort of technology that can come around of of flying with the ball wherever <laughs> it's going. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, so if it isn't a major. Hold on. Yeah. Did you see what the G-O-A-T, T-O-M, B-R-A-D-Y. Did you see what Tommy Brady did with this drone? Number 12. Have we not seen this? You haven't seen it? I don't think I've seen it. Unbelievable. It is. The the greatest American human of all time (laughs) has a drone swoop in behind him as he's hitting a golf ball. And that golf ball goes directly in the hole. It looked like he had tee boxes by him. But what was it, a 145-yard shot? It was still a hole out. Regardless, yeah. yeah, incredible, yeah, yeah, and there's there's rumors going right. It was fake. Was it fake or not? I don't know. It looked fake to me. Technology's good, except for here's the problem. You've got a seven times Super Bowl champion. You've got a supermodel's husband. I mean, this guy's got more money than Jesus ever thought about creating, <laughs> and. And he's celebrating like a three-year-old on he, this thing. He was. I think that's what sold it for me. I think Tommy Brady just knocked one in with a drum swooping behind him. Uh, once again, just the greatest human being <laughs> ever. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, what a guy. I, I mean, what, what makes it more believable for me is during the match when he holed out, when when he was playing with, uh, when it was Phil and Tiger, yep. and, and he holed out and Peyton, and he was having a bet, but he holed out from uh, probably a similar yardage, right? Yeah. So, be, seeing him do that, I'm like, it could happen. It's possible. It's possible, He's but it was, it was the timing of that and the drone and all that. So, if, we'll have to show You'll you. You'll have to see it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to see that, but yeah. also just back to that idea of, 
you know, uh, the reason why a lot of t- other tournaments and back to the live of having certain tournaments playing at golf courses really nobody knows about and they're not of common knowledge necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's not an opportunity for money. I think it just comes down to, you know, will they take to it? Well, golf is having a hard time of people taking to their 45 Standard. other weekends yeah. Yeah. a year, much yeah. less the live tournament because golf kind of is not necessarily great viewable. It, we, everybody knows it's a hard game. So that's why. You're, you still want to know what happened and they have viewership is based off we, we want to see where people are at at any mm. one given time but I would say as a consumer in that manner I'm kind of flipping around when golf tournaments are on yeah, right. for sure. other sports hockey yeah. basketball a little I more might dialed be stay a little yeah. more dialed yeah. in because things can change yeah. Yeah. yeah so well we got to get this wrapped up here but uh, so let's get let's get a couple takes here okay yeah. just we'll, we'll run quick I think we got a couple minutes left yes. um, so a number US, review so, of the course Jasper Hills do we give a you? Oh, no. well, I think we kind of gave a review up front. Okay. Uh, but the review is coming. So there's the, this will be released first, and then Jasper Hills, the on-course stuff, as soon as we get it edited, out, edited up, we'll get it pushed out. Sure. Yes. Um, we got about 10 seconds each here. U.S. Open is our next uh, next one. Although, I don't know. Maybe we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. But uh, well, let's just go quick take. Uh, Cope, who's winning the U.S. Open? John Rowe. Whoa. Will Zalatoris. Wow. Or Victor Hava. I said Victor Hava, but I like I like I like I like Will right now. At some point he's gonna break through. I was really hoping you say Mito's n- name again. <laughs> you gotta say it one more time. Nah, you're not getting it again. You'll have to wait till the next time. You kinda like purr. You'll have to wait till the you, next time. You kinda Sean. purr when you do that. <laughs> I better be able to do that. Uh, hey, I'm gonna say uh JT's gonna go on a run. I go you with the easy so? the easy options. So Ooh, yeah. Uh, like well, hey, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. Thanks for joining us, man. Yes. Uh, that, that's cool to have you on the camera. It's a and, pleasure. And on the bag, if the you bag, will. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. I, can hold, I can always hold the bag down, that's for sure. Yes. Coach Phil. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we finally have this thing up and running. Sorry for the delay and getting you guys uh, on getting you guys content. We're doing our best to get as much as we can while we can. We're mm. all busy, uh, but this is something that we have energy for, so we will continue to do that. Any final words from you, Mr. Copeland? No, tune in to our, our YouTube when we when – we push out the video of us on the course subscribe share like all that good stuff see y'all next time tips to yips